BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Eileen Kelly, and I'm the host of Going Mental. After struggling with these incredible highs of a booming career and then the unbelievable lows of losing my mental health, I voluntarily admitted myself to a psychiatric hospital. I ended up staying over five months, learning not only how to better manage my symptoms, but also just get my life back on track. So I'm here to say that no matter where you are, you're not alone. On my show, Going Mental, I'm going to be talking to guests about their own mental health journeys, as well as talking to professionals. New episodes every Thursday, and you can find Going Mental on Dear Media anywhere you listen to podcasts. Going Mental all of the time. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Where do you live now? I've been in California for 22 years. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm in, uh, I'm about, a, about an hour north of LA. Okay. So you're like California, but not living in the like. Yeah. Hollywood I mean, I, I was in the hustle and bustle yeah. uh, up until I got married. And then once we had our first, we finally moved to Calabasas. And then from there, where we are now, which we've been in our home now for almost seven years. To Calabasas. And, yeah, so now we're in uh, suburbia. Suburbia. Oh, yeah. I love it. You love it? I never thought, because I grew up in the city. and In the city of? Well. Florida, no? Florida, but like in like the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. And my entire family's from here. My mom is from Hackensack. Uh, my grandfather grew up in Spanish Harlem. Uh, my grandmother grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, and my dad is actually from Cambridge, Massachusetts. So. If anyone doesn't know me and they ask me where I'm from and they assume I'm from New York, I just say yes. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm I not a big fan of Florida. Anymore. Okay. I mean, but who is? Nobody. It really. gets such a bad... Do you feel like it deserves the bad rep that it I gets? I think... Look, growing up there, obviously, I didn't know any, anything else. You know, it was just... It was Disney and, like, the beach, and that was it. But over the past probably four to six years, I feel like it's kind of come I up like kind of up on its head right and you've just kind of seen the like the worst side the worst side uh, you know but 
growing up, my mom always said, this is where all the good New Yorkers go to die. And I'm like, I have a lot of friends that are from New York that are not going there now. They're all going to Nashville. Yeah, there's a, there are new hotspots, Mom. Yeah, there is brand new, brand new hotspots, yeah. If you guys couldn't recognize by the raspy voice that you've known since you were probably five or six or eight, <laughs> it's AJ fucking McLean. Hi. Isn't that cray-cray? Like, okay. I need to bring it back for myself for a moment. Like, I'm trying to do the, you're 44. 44. Looking better than ever. Trying, thank you. I'm 34. The baby. But when you started, you were 14. That's insane. It is because a lot of people don't realize that. So it's already been 30 years for me because I was the first picked by Lou Perlman back in the day in 1990, like the middle to end of 92. So I helped actually form the band as far as even the audition process. Um, How did he find you at 14? So there was a thing in Orlando called the Blue Sheet, which was basically like the classifieds for anyone that was in the entertainment field. So there was, you know, pages of auditions for Disney to be one of the face characters or back then it was Nickelodeon Studios and Universal. So one of the last pages on the top of the page, it said local entrepreneur looking to put together a five piece harmony group a la Boys to Men meets New Kids on the Block. And I had just gotten fired from a job from a Nickelodeon TV show that it got picked up on ABC and lasted three episodes and got canned. So, so you knew you wanted to be like in the industry. I mean, well, I've age. been in this business since I was three. So How? How did that happen? Uh, I started out modeling and then uh, theater. Theater is what really kind of drove me. I started doing theater when I was six. Did it come from you or me? was your yeah. mom like a stage mom? No, I just, I, I just love to be in front of people. I wow. just would make up stories. I would, you know, learn monologues and do whatever. But I just, I loved performing. It was either that or I, I, I was dying to be a police officer. I wanted to be a cop or a fireman. Uh, <laughs> or a or actually, actor. my biggest passion was dancing before singing was ever anything. Mm -hmm. So I grew up dancing and doing theater from like ballet, jazz, tap, all of it. My dream job was to be a backup dancer for either Michael or Janet. That's what I wanted to do. And singing was just there because of doing musical theater. Yeah. Never in a million years did I think it would become my daily job. Right. But I, I, doing what I do, I get to do all of it. Right. Because in a music video, you're acting. You know, I'm dancing, I'm singing, I'm performing, I'm on a stage. It's kind of encompasses everything. So. so you were manifesting since three years old, basically. Yeah, basically. So you see an ad in the, in the paper. Mm -hmm. So I go with my mom, we go to Lou's house. We had to have a song and a dance routine prepared. So I had both and he signed me on the spot. Then the rest of the auditions ensued. So the next to get picked was Nick, uh, who was 12 at the time. Uh, Howie would have been next to get picked. He had a stage name, which does not, because he's Puerto Rican and Irish. Yeah. And his stage name was Italian. Makes no sense. What was that? Tony Donetti. He does not even look like a Tony Donetti. I'm like, where'd you even come up with that damn name, dude? But because it wasn't his real name, the casting director lost his resume. So he had to re-audition almost a year later. We had two other members that did not last for various reasons. We lost one. We got Kevin, who was working at Disney at the time. Everyone's working and, at such a young age. Yeah, well, he was, Kevin was 21. Oh, right. Kevin was uh, older. And then we lost our fifth. 
and we're trying to find someone and Kevin's like, well, I have a, I've got a cousin in Kentucky who Brian was a junior at the time. And, uh, and then literally two weeks later, we met uh, Brian, did our first show at Grad Night SeaWorld, 1993. And here we are 30 years later almost. It's that nuts. is, do you think that would like fly today? Like a entrepreneur meeting with like 13 year olds signing I mean, I mean, them? Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> today, I don't know. But I mean, if you really look at like, I, I, I don't want to speak out of, out of context, but just from what I've seen and what I've heard. And again, don't quote me on this. But if you look at like the BTSs of the world, mm -hmm. they are put together by like big business. Right. It's corporate stuff. It's not, best you know, you know, yeah, it's not best garage. friends. It's, and, and just like with like the Mickey Mouse Club back in the day, they age out and then they just rotate. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that would be the closest thing I think to the entrepreneurship some billionaire or, or you know somebody putting together a group i mean it's been done outside of lou and is he still connected with you guys who lou yeah oh he's dead oh dead dead R.I.P. oh yeah well yeah. yeah i mean it's unfortunate because we never not for all of us i made my peace with it but he went to prison uh for the biggest ponzi scheme in history uh he had his his sentence was 25 years a federal prison for every million dollars he paid back, he got a year off his sentence. And uh, he died of a heart attack uh, right after we filmed our documentary. Um, and one of the things that we wanted to have in the, in the actual doc was as many of us as the prison would allow to go in and sit down with him and just ask the most insane pondering question of just why. Yeah. And we were not able to do it. And then he passed away. So... I know some of the guys still have a grudge and still have unanswered questions, but you know, again, if I were to be asked, do I regret anything? No, no, nothing. This is exactly what was supposed to happen yeah. for us to be where we are today. So when you meet all these guys, they pull them in. You're not friends. Do you? I knew Howie from auditions and Nick from auditions barely. I knew Howie more. Uh, anytime there was any audition for any Latinos, Howie and I would see each other because we're both Puerto Ricans. So we would mm. both see each other at all. And yet, ironically, it would be all these Latinos and then they would pick the blonde haired, blue eyed kid <laughs> for the for the for the part. It's like, what? You but, have Tony Dinopoli over yeah, well, here. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> Freaking Howie. Oh. So did you have any do you remember if you had any like first impressions? You're like, who's this kid, Nick? Or like um, Brian from Kentucky? No, well, Brian, Brian still, we actually talk about it in our show right now uh actually nick's the one that that brings it up which is when brian showed up to we had a band house that we would like were renting to rehearse and like i was being tutored at the time and uh brian showed up with a cut off flannel t-shirt cut off jean shorts reebok pumps mind you from back in the day and a nice high fade and he opened his mouth and he's like, hey, y'all, my name is Brian Latrell. Nice to meet you. And we we're like, oh, shit. Uh, OK. All right. And literally that night, we all sat in the in our little garage dance studio thing. And we picked out the harmonies to uh, Boys to Men's version of uh, Yesterday. And I wish anyone could be a fly on the wall for that moment, because that's the moment we knew this is the group. The sound, everything. 
it just fit. It just fit. You know, and here we are. Time to ditch those microfiber sheets. You are an adult. You are working. You need and deserve quality bedding. And Cozy Earth is my favorite. It's also Oprah's favorite. So, um, you know, NBD on that. If Oprah, you know, recommends something, I'm there. Thank you. So Cozy Earth makes soft and sustainable bedding from Vissos, from bamboo fabrics. It's temperature regulating. It keeps you cool and comfortable. And that's important to me because I'm a hot sleeper and I sleep with freaking air conditioning all year long. So I need my sheets to be cooling because I don't want, you know, the worst thing you want is just like a warm, sweaty sleep. What I love about Cozy Earth, aside from it being literally just delicious, like butter, soft, amazing cooling sheets. They offer a hundred night sleep test. So you can try it out for a hundred nights. If you don't love it, you could send it back for a full refund, which means just like, you know, how confident they are. They have five colors, white, light gray, driftwood, charcoal, and oat. You don't need more than that. You know, we're grown ups now. You don't need like hearts and flowers on your sheets. Okay. So you guys should check out Cozy Earth, get quality bedding, sleep great, and use 35% off code not skinny. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today, 35% off site wide when you use the code not skinny. Wait, so 1993 you started and when did you like blow up? So if memory serves, we signed with our label then, Jive Records then, which has now become RCA. Uh, like 96, 97. I mean, we, for the first few years, we were doing, there was a thing called the ESM tour, which we were just touring around the country in a Winnebago, doing middle schools and high schools, like auditoriums. And we were nobody. We had no label. We had no, we had songs that we had cut with local producers in Orlando. And then we would do like acapella stuff and whatever. I mean, we did the grand opening of a pet store. We've done Walmart parking lots. We've done airplanes. We've we were getting paid. Food. No. Oh, not getting we, paid. No, just... we, we were just doing our thing. I mean, we would sing for dinner if we had to. And then uh, there was an offer on the table for Mercury Records back in the day. And that fell through. And the head of A&R at, at that time left Mercury and went to Jive. Kept telling everyone, there's this group of guys, I'm telling you. So I believe we were in North Carolina. We did a club show and... Unbeknownst to us, there were label reps there shortly after they signed us and they shipped us off to Stockholm. It's our first time leaving the country and we met the now infamous Max Martin and the entire Sharon team, Dennis Pop, and that's how we created the Backstreet Sound. I mean, it was just... Did Luke total. come up with the name? Yes. So mm. Backstreet boys backstreet came from a uh, there was a place called the backstreet market which was off of international drive which was like a huge tourist street back in orlando and i guess kids would hang out there on the weekends and you know probably tailgate or do whatever the hell they were doing so backstreet and then boys because we're boys boys we're all buds we're friends so did you become friends though after like when you were touring on the road yeah, i mean you know there's a 10-year gap really between nick and kevin um right so nick and i being the youngest howie's second oldest brian's in the middle but i mean i mean brian lived with me i moved out when i was 17 moved in with my then girlfriend 
17. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Brian moved in with me. And then Brian, Howie, and Kevin all lived together in like low-income housing. Kevin's car that he just got, got left on bricks one day. They, they freaking stole his rims. We definitely paid our dues. Yeah. Um, we, hell, Brian had a waterbed. That's how far back <laughs> we're going. Okay? I know. I know. Water I grew up bed. having a waterbed, though. Uh, so, well, those, that was all the rage. Is oh, it yeah. weird, too, looking back? Like, because I know I was eight, I think, and obsessed with you guys. Like, posters on the wall. Mm. You know, looking back, is that weird to think that we, like, you had, like, eight-year-old, ten-year-old I mean, no, fans? Because, well, I mean, if you look at our ages then, you know, when we really took off, I was about 18, 18. I'd say. Yeah. So... So it, makes it just kind of right. made sense, you know, and but, you know, Europe is where we kind of got accepted first. The U.S. at the time, it was Nirvana. It was Snoop. It was Dre. It was, you know, alternative rock. It, there was no room for pop band like us. And there was no such thing as a boy band yet. That word did not even exist yet. So we went to Europe because it just took off. Europe accepted us. That's where we first heard the phrase boy band. Yeah. We had never known what that was. We considered ourselves and still do to be a vocal harmony group. That's what you say in the States. That's what it is. Doo-wop kind of harmony group. The Temptations, the Shy Lights, the OJs, uh, Boys to Men. That's what we thought we were. Uh, and then we go over there and there's like 30 other groups like us. But only one or two guys could sing. They all looked pretty. They could dance. But that was it. And then the minute we sang a cappella, everybody was like, oh, shit, this is the real deal. And from Europe into Paris, from Paris into Montreal, from Montreal, it bled down into upstate New York. And finally, at that time, Hanson had come out and Spice Girls, they blew up in the States. Now radio was like, OK, we'll give these cool. five these five dudes a chance. So we re-released a brand new first single. We Got It Going On was the first single. Peaked at like 69 on the charts. Came back to the States and put out Quit Playing Games. Mm. And that, and put the video together with us in the rain. In the and rain. All that stuff. Uh, and our pastel colored silk shirts. I love. <laughs> yeah. And uh, MTV had to create some way to retire our videos because they just, there was, they, they was just too popular. Hence, TRL was created. So uh, it was essentially created because of us in the sense of having to find a way to retire videos. What do you mean by retire? So like, you know, people would call in on like the top 20 countdown and like at a certain point, other people needed an opportunity. Mm. You know what I mean? So if the same video is always playing, mm. there's a bunch yeah, of other yeah. artists. It's not just about you. So TRL was then created, which was this huge explosion of us in sync, Christina, Brittany, Good Charlotte, Blink 182, you name it. Yeah. And that was the hub, you know? And uh, and I'll, I'll never forget, we did the very last episode of TRL. I think it was in 2004 or something like that, somewhere in there. It was the final episode and then it was done. And it was done. But uh, yeah. Wait, so when in sync came about, were you guys like, where are these new kids? Also to... from Orlando. It's wild. Also signed by Lou. We had the same management team. Uh, Jive Records also signed them. So it got a little sticky. Yeah. You know, because it was that whole don't shit where you eat mentality. 
and we kind of took it personally. Like, okay, this is an exact replica like Why are you creating? Yeah. Yeah. And then Lou continued to make more boy bands, none of which really reached the level of us and or NSYNC. NSYNC, their opportunity came from something that we turned down. We were so fried and so burnt from traveling and touring and everything that there was a Disney special that we said, no, thank you. We want to rest. NSYNC got the slot and that's what blew them up. I mean, we work with the same producers, the same everything. Those guys all, you know, knew each other. Howie actually went to school with Chris Kirkpatrick. They went to college together. And I knew Joey just from around the Orlando area. Where I lived was down the street from the high school that he went to. If you would see each other at like VMAs or like award shows, was there like friendliness? There was friendliness. Um, Back in the day, Chris and I had beef. Really? Uh, it was it was over an ex that we both dated. It was the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> now we're the now we're actually both really really good friends. He's a he's a dad now, and you know, and I and I think just over time you you kind of squash stupid high and school. And looking beef. back, there was room for both. I mean, both was, of, both bands were huge, and they were extremely talented. Yeah, and they are the nicest guys. And uh, I mean, I'm still friends with all of them, and you know, there was a a enough room for everyone and there was there was you split down the middle you had NSYNC fans and you had Backstreet fans You're right you know right. and just and also like, there was no one like you at the time like no. tattoos no I mean piercing, there's like, still no if you look at all boy bands starting back from the Jackson 5 if you want to call that a boy band which it was there has been nobody that looks like they should be in good Charlotte <laughs> nobody not NSYNC not 98 degrees. Right. Uh, none of them. Right. You know, you were like a, yeah, you were like not the stereotypical nope. boy band dude, which is why I'm proud today. I just posted about this before we even scheduled this interview. We we're talking about the Backstreet Boys and I asked my followers, like, who do you think that I like the best? And I got offended. I mean, Nick is great, but like there were the girls that loved Nick. You know what I mean? Because he was like blonde and had that thing. He's a baby. He was a baby. And I felt cool for, like, you being my fave, you know, because that ma- meant that I was, like, hardcore, <laughs> you know? Even though I'm the biggest— It was between you and Brian. I I'm, had, I'm, like, both going. Even though I'm the biggest teddy bear in the world, I'm not at all what— What you look like? Well, no, not at all. I'm, I'm a major pushover. <laughs> I really am. Okay, so ever since Noah was born, I've been getting Kiwi Co. crates and they were a lifesaver because I was so lost at the beginning that I was like, wait, what toys do I even buy? Like, do I just type on Amazon like toys for three month old or whatever? Kiwi Co. will get you the good stuff, the good stuff that will actually help with their learning and with their advancement and with their development. So check out Kiwi Co. crates. They deliver monthly crates that are full of science and art projects for kids of all ages um, who want to keep their imagination active all summer long. I also love, they also have just crates with different activities and toys for their development that are super cool. I really have KiwiCo stuff from when Noah was a baby and it's some of our best stuff. So if you guys don't have a KiwiCo subscription for your kid of any age and, you know, it's hard to keep your kid busy and challenged during the summer, then KiwiCo can help you with that with projects and different experiences. So 
Make summer a new learning adventure every month with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code NOTSKINNY50 at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code NOTSKINNY50. I think for me, it was, you know, it was all cookie cutter back in the day. Like we all had the matching matching outfits and but it was different colors. Yeah. You know, and finally when I I think the first thing I did was dye my hair blonde. And that started this like self-discovery of like I don't want to be mm. like the rest of you. Then I got my first tattoo in Germany in a hotel room when I was 19. And then that's and continued then, and Do you think looking back do you think you did that because sort of wanting to stand out or be different yeah. than it's just a form of self-expression, yeah. I think. And then I started painting my nails and it just became what felt comfortable to me. Yeah. I've always been comfortable with my feminine side, my masculine side. I mean, I've worn dresses before. I wore a dress at my wedding. Like, I don't really care yeah. what people think yeah. about what's on the outside. It's it's more so what's on the inside that matters. And it's like, this is just who I am, you know? And I... Nobody just gets one tattoo either. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You, even if they're small, yeah. you've got to at least have two. Right. So. Are you done? No. No. I mean, I, 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 gosh, my last tattoo I got was probably a year and year and a half ago. But uh, no, I'm not done yet. The next one I'm getting is going to be for my youngest daughter. Because I've got one for my oldest here over my heart. Which hurt like a, ugh. But I'm still trying to figure out what to get for Lyric. It's got to be something as creative as what I got for Ava. So What did you get for Ava? It's actually, she was about four months old. Yeah. And it's her actual hand holding my finger. And it's a heart locket. So she has a key to my heart. Aww. Now, this was when we were only having one. And then we had two. And now I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but Lyric, it's got to be something music-based. Right, because of the name. That's that's what inspired the name. Right. My wife got to name Ava after Ava Gardner. My wife grew up watching all the old movies and loves old Hollywood. And Lyric was mine. So I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Now that you say it, that makes sense. How did you meet your wife, Rochelle, right? Yep. She was a bartender and waitress uh, at a restaurant off, off Sunset called Saddle Ranch. Um Oh, it looks like that Western. Uh They have the mechanical bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I think is hilarious, though, is now it's become a TikToker's haven. (laughs) So all these millennials think that it's like the new cool spot. Yeah. You guys are so (laughs) behind. Like 20 years behind, you guys are so... No. I mean, it's so uncool that it's cool again. Yeah, it's like, well, like now you see like the millennials with... Instead of AirPods, they have the old school ones. They have the, I'm like, everything go, comes back around. Yeah. And the 90s will never go away. So you think what you're doing is original, but guess what? I never stopped doing it. Yeah. So she was a bartender waitress. I asked her out. Uh, it was a Sunday morning. She claimed that she didn't know who I was. Wait, really? And this was? She was an NSYNC fan. Mm-hmm. So wait, uh, what year was this that she claimed she didn't know? Uh, we this were? was in two thousand nine. No freaking yes. way! And so, but what's funny is, she took two of her younger friends, drove them to Vegas, I think when she was eighteen or nineteen, to go see our Black and Blue tour, and they were up in the nosebleeds. And I always ask her to this day, I'm like, "Did you look down and ever think you're going to marry one of those guys?" And she's like, mm, "No," because she was obsessed, ironically, with the gay members 
of boy bands. So she was obsessed with Jonathan from New Kids. Yeah. Obsessed with Lance. With Lance. And then she married me. So yeah. it's like, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I asked her out. She well, you just yes. thought she was a hot waitress? She was beautiful and we had a connection. I asked her out and then she asked her manager who I was. And our first date was supposed to be dinner and a movie. And I worked late in the studio the night before. So I was like, why don't you just come over to the house and we'll watch a movie and we'll order in. And she panicked and was like, oh, okay, come over to your house, watch a movie. Did you have like a fancy house at that point? It was a nice house, but I wasn't really thinking of anything but really why I love movies. Like literally, I'm obsessed with movies. And so she flaked. And then she quit. She was gone for a year. So I was like, oh, well, okay, well, there goes that. And then she came back a year later. I asked her out again. And March 22nd, 2009 was our first date. It was the best, worst first date ever. Where'd you uh, go? We went to a place called Camacho's at City Walk at Universal in uh, LA. And uh, there was a mariachi band playing the entire night. So dinner was very loud. And our conversation was screaming. Back then, she was big into horror movies, which I was, is my favorite genre. And we went to see a movie called Last House on the Left. Unbeknownst to me, there was a seven-minute, very graphic, rape-ensued scene. So I'm sinking in my seat, like, oh, my God, this is the worst night ever. Dinner was horrible, and now this. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. Walked her to her car and gave her a kiss on the cheek, and that was it. And then we've been together ever since. It was just, she was normal. She was normal. You know, she needed that? Huh? You needed that, like, ground? I didn't think I needed that. And nor did I want that. I wanted, because I was in my crazy phase. I was in my drugs and my parties and all that. So that's what I thought I wanted. And come to find out, she was the calm before the storm. And then she was one that tamed the savage beast. I mean, she put up with me. We've been together for 13 years now. Yeah, yeah 2009. Yep. Yeah, 13 years. Married for 10. Uh, almost 11. This It'll be 11 years this year. And it's like, it's, it's nuts. You know? Did you did you have any high profile like relationships before her? No, you know, you didn't date in the industry. There was a couple of opportunities that I heard about after the fact <laughs> that were interested in me. And I'm like, oh, man, wait, but you got to tell me one was Jennifer Love Hewitt back during oh. the like, I know what you did last. Oh, my days. God. But I blew it. I didn't know. And then Mandy Moore, but she was significantly younger. And that would have been weird. When she came out with uh, She Candy. opened up for us a uh, millennium tour. But no, I mean, there was, I, I oddly enough, never, never a celebrity. Never a, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, I, I never, Did you I'm crush? sure I could have hit my publicist up and been like, hey, let's go on a date with so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's just not me. I yeah. Just, I, I like the balance. And my wife's in the industry. She's a professional special effects makeup artist, hair, beauty, all of that. She's worked on film sets and TV shows and commercials. Her dad's in the industry. Her brother's in the industry. Her sister's in the industry. So she's been around it, mm -hmm. but never like in it. In know? it. Yeah. And you were saying when you met her and on your first mariachi horror movie date, mm. you were in the crazy part I, of your life. I had just started kind of in the not so good phase. Like, I did drugs right in front of her, but she didn't think anything of it. She probably thought, oh, this is a casual thing. This isn't going to be a problem. Yeah. We all know it became but a problem. It, but it was a pro right? Because your famous story is that you tried 
cocaine before I, the, the call, call video. video. Yeah, which is what got me into that. But I was already drinking before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started drinking, really drinking at 25. I didn't even drink on my 21st birthday. Everybody else got sloppy ass drunk and food poisoning on my 21st birthday. I I just had no desire. Really? Yeah. Until 25? 20, 25 to 27 was bad. Yeah. And then since then, I got sober for about almost seven years. And then on again, off again, up until uh, almost almost a year ago. So uh, I've been sober now for a little over 10 and a half months. Amazing. Uh, so, you know, it's been, it's it's not easy, you know. But this two-year break that we all had, really did a number on me in the right way. It gave me a chance to really reflect and really like take take this as serious as I possibly can. Um, as well as now with the fentanyl crisis, you know, it's a it's 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 a scary world out yeah. there where you know, I know me well enough. If I pick up a drink today, that'll be it today. Tomorrow it'll be two or three. Eventually the drugs are going to come back and I don't know what's out there. I could do one line and be dead. Yeah. And I cannot leave my children fatherless, my wife a widow, my bandmates without a bandmate. I just, it's just not, it's just not worth it. So you tell like, you you tell stories about the fact that your bandmates didn't know what was going they on? They didn't know at the beginning, but I'm sure like midway through, they, they're all really smart guys. They yeah. all, even if they did know, they didn't think it was a problem because I still showed up on time. I still did my job. I still performed. Mm. I did all these things. And it's like, but it, it was when it started to affect where I started missing rehearsals and or vocally I sounded like crap. Mm. Or then I started drinking on stage. Fans didn't know because right. I was drinking out of a red solo cup, just a straight shot of Jack. So yeah, I mean, that's when it got bad. Yeah. You know, like 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 we say in the rooms of AA, it worked until it didn't. Is it hard to be in this industry and be sober? Um, yes and no. You know, I know a lot of guys that have been sober 30 years that are in this business. It's just, how bad do you want it? Yeah. How bad do you want it? You can literally have everything and more and enjoy the fruits of your labor and remember it and savor it by staying sober. I have flashes to this day of things that I didn't remember. That I'm like, oh, that's right, I did do that. Or, oh, I, yeah, I've, I've been there. But what really kind of kicked it off for me was Dancing with the Stars two years ago. Getting in good shape for that. Getting mentally prepared because I had no idea what to expect. Nick tried to prepare me and I was not prepared. But it was a life lesson, that show. And then it really kind of was the catapult for me to really start looking at myself. And, you know, I had some ups and downs during this two years, but then finally I just woke up and I was like, you know what? No, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to go on the road again and be out there for a week. My, my, my alcoholic brain would already tell me before I left home where and when I'm going to drink. If it's two days after I leave, if it's a week into it, if I'm going to be in a certain city that I know that I love, but that thought never crossed my mind this time. Mm. And, and I have a healthy fear every day. If I don't have a healthy fear, then my ego comes up. And then I tell myself, I got this. You don't got this. I don't have it. Yeah. If I don't 
have that little bit of fear of, oh my God, this could be the end, then yeah. Yeah. I'm so screwed. you don't get too confident. You're like, no. okay. No. Okay, good. Well, you just posted like, I'm 44. I'm sober. I'm feeling great. You're in amazing shape. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Getting there. I'm getting there. I still got a ways <laughs> to go. But I'm getting there. Okay, so you guys probably know already that your gut is literally the brain of your body. And we need to really take care of our gut. Like the way you take care of your skincare, even more. You need to take care of your gut even friggin' more. So I really love the Just Thrive probiotic. It's recommended by some of the biggest names in the health industry. And it's a game changer for helping you with gas, bloating, and constipation. I'll try anything that can help with that. Thank you very much. It's also been shown to help flip the switch on stress so you can feel just better overall. They also offer Just Thrive has a new formula. It's called Just Calm, which like, let's be honest, I need all days of the year. So they have proprietary ingredients that have been clinically proven to do the like really almost unimaginable, reduce perceived stress, improve sleep quality and energy, and just give you more focus in your life. So the Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm make the perfect one-two punch to beat stress before it beats you. Right now, you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code NOTSKINNY at checkout. So NOTSKINNY will get you 15% off all Just Thrive products or this dynamic duo, which I super recommend, Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm. Did you know that your vagina shouldn't be washed with like the regular stuff, which like I've made that mistake in my life too. You should be using something specific for your vag, just like, you know, use deodorant for our underarms and all that shit. So PhD Feminine Health makes the best stuff, literally the number one best-selling holistic, affordable doctor-recommended solution for vaginal odor. They have two new products, the PhD Boric Acid Sensitive Foam Wash. Okay. So it's the only boric acid foam wash on the market. And they also have PhD Boric Acid Moisturizing Suppositories. They're both a holistic solution for vaginal odor and the latter moisturizes your vagina. So basically PhD Feminine Health celebrates feminine health and your vagina and wants to help with vaginal odor, whether it's occasional or chronic, like why wait, get on the road to better feminine health today. Okay. The boric acid suppositories help restore pH balance because it needs to be at a specific balance. Did you know? And that maintains the healthy vaginal flora. So PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. Register now at phdfemininehealth.com slash win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains lifestyle products at a retail value of over $100 plus a $500 Visa gift card. So go to phdfemininehealth.com slash win. Also, if you want to purchase any of their products that I just mentioned, you can get 20% off all products right now. You just have to use code not skinny at phdfeminineheath.com slash win. And that's code not skinny for 20% off all products. We were talking before you were like, I've been doing this shit since the 90s, like what the TikTokers are doing today. So speaking of like TikTok and the whole world of social media, do you feel the pressure of like keeping up, making little videos? Like- I mean, I, you know, I wasn't on TikTok until last summer. 
and it's blown up. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I enjoy it, but I'm not one of those that like post every day. Is I, it you? Do you have help? It's me. No, mm -hmm. I do. I, my Instagram, I've got an amazing social media team, but when it comes to TikTok, I like to create the content myself and I like to think out what I'm going to do. I don't just do it because, oh, it's trending. Like I'll do something just off the cuff, mm -hmm. random. I think probably my most viewed and liked is, again, just random. We, we were at Lance's house rehearsing for this, for the show that we did for, for LA uh, Pride. And we were trying to move furniture and we were moving a couch and I asked the guys, can we recreate the famous pivot scene from the best TV show ever created? Yeah. And Oh, my God. That's my favorite scene. So we did it. And it literally just blew up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean. Have again, you seen the bloopers of that scene? Oh, God. It's oh, awesome. my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I had never seen that show in my entire life until about now I'd say nine years ago. Oh my God. And now you could ask me anything about any episode <laughs> and I will tell you. I will well, you binge it? Did you binge oh, it? I've seen it at least a thousand times. Oh my God. Love that. We would go to bed watching it when it was on Netflix. I brought the box set with me on the road. Stop. Oh yeah. Back when the when the uh, Blu-ray box set came out, my wife got it for me for Christmas and I brought it with me on the that road. That is the sweetest thing. Oh, yeah, Horror it's... movies and friends. That's yeah. the way to your heart. Now my new one is New Girl. Even though we were like about a year late on that one, but it's what a it's a cute child. It's yeah, Schmidt and Schmidt, Schmidt and Nick are like Ugh. it's like the best duo. Freaking <laughs> Nick is Nick so Miller. lovable. Come on, Nick Miller. He's so good. He yeah, I mean, what an amazing cast. Yeah, and I've known Zoe for a while, and she's just the sweetest, mm. most amazingly talented woman. Period. My wife and I actually for Christmas last year went and saw she and him do their Christmas show. And that was that's her little duet band oh, that she has. It's it was, so, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. She's so folky and cute. She is. She really is. So do you so you're good with social media? Yeah. You don't I mean, feel like the pressure to keep up pose. No, I guess what I and maybe I'm dating myself. I don't know. But what I what I do find fascinating is that these these TikTokers make a living. <laughs> Freak moment. Massive fan of shit. Ew, AJ. Ew, AJ. Ew. <laughs> Massive fan of freaking Shit's Creek. So good. Um, so we were in Toronto, and I hit up my publicist, and I was like, "Crap, show's tomorrow. I know it's probably last minute, but I really want to invite Annie and Dan." I thought Dan still lived in Canada, but he's in LA, and uh, and then within like three hours, get a response back an email from Annie saying, I already have tickets to the second show. And the fact that he's inviting me, her exact words, I'll be there topless with bells on. <laughs> um, and so her and her little squad came and we sat on my bus and talked. And I don't, yes, I know a lot of celebrities. Fine. But I don't know a lot of celebrities. Yeah. I don't walk up to other celebs on the red carpet. I don't walk up to celebs at parties. It's just not me. They can be the nicest person in the world, but that's their that's that's their space. That's their time. I'm inviting. You can come talk to me whenever you want. And my wife gets on me about it all the time. She's like, "Do you not know who you are?" And I'm like, "I do, but I don't look at myself that way." Why she wants you to like, like just you know, like if you're on the red carpet and you know Jack Nicholson's there, say something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I I just that's not me. Yeah, 
And so, like, to know that someone like Annie looks at me the way I look at her. Yeah. It was just sweet. Yeah. And, you know, and it was just funny because when I when I asked her, I was like, can you do me a favor? Can you please do the ill? Oh, you asked her? I asked her. And, and then she goes, only if you do this. And I was like, done. Whatever wow, you want, I, I will do it. That. I don't care. And oh, my gosh. That was a yeah. moment. That was so good. Yeah. I love how moments Kevin like that is, happen. Kevin is really mad because I kind of, he's a massive fan of the show as well. And I kind of hogged her on my bus <laughs> and he never got to meet her. So I'm sorry, bro. Sorry, I'm Kevin. Sorry. You know what, Kev? Listen, you became friends with Drake. I became friends okay, with so Andy Okay, so I want to hear the Drake story because that also blew up. Well, that was, and that was Kevin. That was Kevin because his family and him went out. They asked the hotel, what's the best Italian restaurant in all of Toronto? And I don't know what it's called, but. They went there, and I, I guess apparently it's like Drake's like favorite place in the entire city. He was there. Apparently, from what Kevin said, he approached Kevin. Apparently, said, we don't. We're not sure we believe Kevin. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Basically, saying how much of a, of a fan he is, and he shared the story with Kevin that at his 16th birthday bar mitzvah, he was a, a madly in love with this girl that wouldn't give him the time of day, and I wanted that way came on at the party. And he asked her to dance and she actually danced with him. And so it was a moment for him. And since then, she's not giving him the time of day. I'm sure now she probably wants mm -hmm. to. But so he shared this whole story. They exchanged numbers and he asked if he could perform with us. So Kevin's like, of course. Then that turned into, okay, I just want to introduce the song. And then once he did introduce the song, we kept him on stage. And it turned into what it turned into. Did he sing the whole song with you? He sang everyone's verse except mine. Why? And, uh, he literally, because I, I kind of asked him on stage. I'm like, what the heck? And he's like, can't touch gold. I was like, okay. Damn. All right. I was like, thanks, buddy. But uh, he was by far the most sweetest, humbled, just genuinely good human I think I've met. I mean, See, look, so maybe your wife's Canadian, right. You need to. Canadian, you know, we know. We know. We know. It goes without saying. Yeah. Canadians are the sweetest people in the world. Yeah. But he just, with all his success, you know, I know he's very, he's, he's, he's been very philanthropic. He gives back. He's just a good human being. And he was geeking out up there with us. And it was so much oh, fun. Oh, that's so cool. But do you know how many, I'm going to be on your wife's side here. Like, hello, do you yeah. know who you are? Like. You know how many kids in the industry or in Drake's age group, like all of us grew up on the freaking Backstreet Boys. It's it's interesting because when myself, Nick Lachey and Lance, we presented an award at the MTV Awards two years ago. And when we walked the red carpet here in the city, I didn't know anybody walking the red carpet except Ed Sheeran and Little Nas. I didn't know anybody else, all the young new you know artists but everybody knew who we were yeah and like looked at us like i don't know like the ogs yeah and it's just it was a really surreal moment yeah you know and it was sweet but it was surreal so okay everybody i could be your dad well technically yeah oh i mean you are aging yourself aj enough with that Okay, you guys, look at my nails. I don't know. You can't see. I have no nail polish on. Mm. And we have AJ over here yep. with the full, like, the stars. Yes. The, the stars lightning. Have aligned. 
Did you do that yourself? No, good Lord, no. No, no, no. But this this base color is one of Ava Dean. Ava this Dean. This is one of, one of my, my, and my partner Josh's colors. So. so I want to talk to you about that, about mm-hmm. your, you call it a nail polish brand? It's a, it's a, it's a beauty brand. I mean, obviously nail, nail polish is at the epicenter. That's yeah. what's starting this. But we do want to move into a full cosmetic and beauty brand uh, with face creams and lotions and lipsticks and eyeliners and shadows and concealer and, you, you know, the whole gambit. So actually the way I think this podcast even happened was because I was going through like a deep dive of all the nail polish brands that celeb men have kind of came out with this past year. And every time I'd be like, oh, MGK is coming out with one. Oh, you know, little Yachty's coming out with one. And then I'd be like, you guys, AJ literally has had one. Mm. And he's like the OG of this. And also you've been actually wearing nail polish since BSB days. Yeah. I mean, for 25 plus years. I mean. And now, like we've been talking about everything kind of coming back around. Mm -hmm. Now it's like Pete Davidson. I mean. I feel like so many men are manicured now. They are. I think it's become, you know, acceptable. You know, like I even say in our show, you know, I give a shout out to all the ladies in the audience and I give a shout out to all the dudes in the audience because now that we're older, for dudes, they can finally admit, I've always liked you guys. Yeah. I I couldn't say it back in middle school. (laughs) I probably got beaten up. (laughs) But I've always liked you guys. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's what's now considered acceptable. I mean, but you see a lot more guys really just taking care of themselves, period. More skincare, nails, manicure, pedicure, facials. Are you good about that? Like skincare and shit? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's one of the perks of having a, a wife that's in the cosmetic world because she gives you all the inside track of what's the best products Mm -hmm. and, what is good for my type of skin. But you do like lasers and treatment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know about all that. Like, you know, like I, you know, people don't understand, like I'm terrified of needles. Yeah. I know it doesn't, you would be like, why don't but I, right. like, so Botox and all that shit, never. There's no, it doesn't make sense to me to intentionally stick a needle in my head. Yeah. Just so that my expression doesn't change. Yeah. I, and that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine never having done that. No, you have great skin, AJ. Latino, oily Ugh. skin. Hopefully, I look like this when I'm 70. Yeah. I hope. Also, being sober helps because I could look much older right now. Yeah. If I was still out there doing my thing. You still smoke cigs? Sadly, yes. Not as much, but uh, that's my last vice. Yeah. You know? Do you feel like that? You're like, I just need to I hold do, on to one. I mean... I mean, I'm a fan of celebs that smoke. It's like my What vibes. I tell myself, though, is like once I get to the physical place that I want to be with my, with, my, with my body and I get to the mental place I want to be with my mind and I can quit coffee, then the cigarettes will be gone. Because that's those a huge go, goal, though. Those, it is, but it's a realistic goal. But I, I will not stop until I'm 1,000% ready. Yeah. Because I don't want to quit. And then two months later, pick up again. Yeah. Because to me, that's just as bad as picking up a drink. So I'd rather be 100 million percent ready to be done mm-hmm. and then do it. So. And you're going to be a matcha drinking. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's just water. Like, yeah. you know, I drink more water now than I ever have in my life. The only soda I'll do is Diet Coke because it's the least amount of sugar. Yeah. But like grain-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, 
it sucks. <laughs> but you get used to it. Yeah. You get used to it. I mean, and every so often I'll. Well, whatever I'll you're splurge. doing is working. So I'll maybe we should smoke segs. <laughs> um, I'm sure you guys have seen hot influencers drip, drip, dripping this product all over their legs. And you're like, I need it. It looks like the sea. It looks like the ocean. It's Osea. What a amazing product. It sounds sexual, but it's not. I don't know why, why I made it sound sexual. I don't know. Like oil for your body just feels sexual to me because it's so hot. So Osea has amazing products and Dewy Summer Skin isn't just for your face, you guys. You should have a full body glow and Osea skincare and body care products help get your skin ready for every summer look. So Osea's Celebrity Loved Body. Oh my God, I didn't like it's literally celebrity loved. So Osea's Celebrity Loved Body Oil is part of my daily routine since I'm with shorts all summer. You know, I want these legs to at least glow since they are not tan since I'm a mom and I am not tanning because like a really, really known esthetician told me she's like, your face is like a small part of your entire body and like your entire body should be cared for even more. So you guys check out Osea, really amazing products and especially their body oil. Find your new skincare and body care favorites at OseaMalibu.com and get a special discount just because you're listening to this podcast. So it's Osea, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com. 10% off code is not skinny. You'll also get free samples with every order and orders over 50 get free shipping but you're going to want it all, you guys. Go to Osea, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com. Promo code is not skinny. So Ava Dean is the the brand. And obviously, you have amazing nails and you take care of them. And again, I will shout from the rooftops that you've been doing it. You've been doing it. So all the dudes that are doing it now. And is there any, though, like little feelings of like, that's OG, but whatever. No, like, no I mean, look, I, I think it's cool, uh, you know, that, a lot more guys are using their platform to kind of, you know, show that it's, oh, that it's okay. And it's, it's, un, it, cause it is unisex. It really yeah. is. There's no, it's not only for women or only for men. Um, same applies to makeup. I'm wearing makeup right now. I wear makeup every you day. You are? Every day I wear makeup. Always? Always. I have no shame in that. I mean, I just. Can't even tell. No. What? Like foundation? Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's taught me, uh, you know the best way to make it look nice and natural and even I used to do just for men, but I can't anymore because uh, my wife is violently allergic to hair dye. And what's so, just for men uh, like to, you know, get the grays out of your hair. Oh. So little fun fact for all you guys out there. Waterproof mascara. That is Damn. the best waterproof mascara. You need to do a little you. Vogue getting ready with me in the morning. I'm video. telling you, there's a lot it. of, a lot of tricks to the, of, to the uh, trade that, you can literally do yourself and nobody would be the wiser. I love that. Okay. So new song just came out mm -hmm. last week. It's going to be last week. So new song came out <laughs> last week Yes, called Smoke. Mm -hmm. Love it. Thank you. What a bop. Thank you. Thank you. What a fun song. It gives like Prince vibes mm -hmm. with the video too. The video was raunchy. Yeah, the video. Well, you know, like I, when, uh, so this is the fifth video that I have, co-directed with my with my partner Renee Elizondo. Uh, the last video we directed together was actually Backstreet Boys Chances video, which was our last single off of our DNA record. Yeah, uh, the inspiration was uh, the old Robert Palmer video for Addicted to Love. Mm -hmm. Like, I was young enough that, like, 
these women were like not even scantily dressed, but they weren't wearing bras. They could see through their black dresses. And I was all like getting excited in the pants. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. <laughs> and then the George Michael Freedom video with all the supermodels mm. and uh, and then Blurred Lines. But Blurred, Blurred Lines did not leave anything to the imagination. Right. Like that was, here's Tatas. They're out. <laughs> Here they are. Emily Ratajkowski, yeah. who is stunningly gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Here's my boobs. Here are them. So I wanted to kind of merge all three of those together, but do it in a very classy way. And yes, it's sexy, it's edgy, but you never see anything. Yeah. And we purposely did it that way to where we get you there and then it's over. Yeah. And leave it up to the imagination. and. Did you write, did you co-wrote the song? Yep. Co-wrote the song with a bunch of amazingly talented writers. And it was one of the last songs in the first round of writing that we did back in January. Once it was done, you just know. Like, we, we just sat around and we just kept playing it and playing it. And we're like, this is a, this is a hit, man. This, this feels it, right. No, it feels it's right. definitely like, it's one of those songs you want to keep on listening to. What happened though, because you posted earlier... Was it like a week ago that the the music video was like almost ready? Mm-hmm. But then you were like, I'm not putting it out because like I need, there's we, something we need to change. We 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 had to re-edit the video and we had to re-edit the song. Uh the length was not right. Um, so because basically now what I've learned is back in back in my day, uh <laughs> three minutes and thirty seconds was a typical radio edit. Mm. It's not the case anymore. Was it today? It's like you're lucky if it's two thirty. Really? And if you and what blew my mind is my manager told me wannabe Spice Girls was two minutes and thirty five seconds. And what's so great about that is the it, it's over so quickly you can't wait to play it again. Mm. It's a mind fuck, if you will. Gotcha. So we smoke is two minutes. Barely, or a little bit over two minutes. So the video, we had to make it longer. Mm. So we did a remix. We added some more footage. because We had so much footage. And my producer and I did like a little breakdown. And we made the video just shy of three minutes. But the song itself, the radio edit, is actually like under two and a half minutes. So hopefully it makes you want to listen to it over and over and over again. Is it like, is the excitement different when it's like a solo thing versus like a VSB thing? It is, and especially now because I my first solo record came out in 2009 and it was only released in uh, like the Pacific Rim and parts of Europe. And it was, if you go back and listen to it, it sounds like a Backstreet Boy album. It just does, but just with one guy. <laughs> I mean, because I didn't know who I was mm. yet. I didn't have a sound that I was identifying with. And then I stuck my feet in the world of country for a hot second. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And then COVID hit. And I knew that once things were lifted, I would have to start all over again because you really have to embed yourself in Nashville if you want to be a successful country artist, especially coming from the pop world. It doesn't matter if you're Beyonce. They don't care. Yeah. You still have to prove yourself. And so during the two years, I was just like, mm, I can I do it? Yes. Is it what I'm passionate about? No. Funk and R&B and soul is what's always been in me. And I, I can't even tell you how great this album is. It's, it's, yeah. 
Wait, I'm so excited. is a full album going to come out? Full album will be out. Uh, we're looking at hopefully top of the year next year. We were thinking fall of this year, but I don't want to rush it. Yeah. Uh, but there will be a, another single out this year for sure. And Amazing. Then, uh, and then album next year. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm really, really excited. You're in the freaking prime of your life, Alexander. Doing my damnedest. Okay. So you were saying that, what are you watching right now? You finished New Girl. Finished New Girl, Modern Family. I know we're way behind them. We're watching <laughs> Modern Family. I love that. It's so good. And then... For me, personally, uh, Stranger Things, and we just finished uh, myself, Josh, and uh, our other buddy, Justin, who was on my bus as well. He does our meet and greets and all of our photos. A TV show called The Boys. Oh. Which is uh, phenomenal. It's weird. It's Oh, it's very... with uh, Nate, uh, Chase Crawford, yep. right? Who's a, good, who's a really good friend of mine. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different character from Gossip Girl. Right, he like has sex with like a lizard uh, like something uh, weird with sea creatures <laughs> uh, like I octopus and yeah. oh yeah yeah his Wait, character is the deep and he is like the aquaman of this show and he talks to sea life but he also has sex with sea life and i need to see what the show is it's really and it's really if if you don't like violence don't watch it you'll see stuff you never thought they could show on television do you watch any reality tv big brother yeah oh yeah Everything. i am not watching this season Would yet you go on I'm, Trust me, I've been asked multiple times. Yeah. But so no. No. I, I I'm away from my family enough. Yeah. But I'm a huge, huge fan. I've missed the last couple of seasons just because of tour. Uh, I've become really good friends with one of the castmates, uh, Paul Abraham, uh, who was on season 17, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, him and I have become the best of friends. But it's uh it's such a fun show to watch. Like I never thought my brother-in-law, who's like football and like <laughs> da, 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 obsessed with me like Stop. oh yeah and and like we'll even watch the like after dark and like we get the alerts I'm on dying. the cbs app but now no. it's oh yeah oh yeah. my god you guys yeah i love this information so celebrity crush man or woman oh man ryan <laughs> ryan ryan reynolds is my celebrity Stop. crush. oh fuck yeah that is my so Wait, we need to make so this happen. When he got on TikTok, he like his second video, he posted something. It was an, I think it was all for one, and then he did another one with him and Will Ferrell because they were doing a movie together. Mm-hmm. And I duetted both of them. The first one, I'll he runs in to get like soda and like something else out of this convenience store, and he comes out, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, what, what, what? I'm like, look who commented on my page. Second comment. He said, number five on my bucket list, duet with AJ from the Backstreet Boys. And I, was I like, have chills. And then I duetted another video with him. And he said another thing that was amazing. Wait, did you reply? Like, I, I didn't know what to say. I was just like, ah. we had the same trainer. Because when he was doing Amityville and doing uh, Blade Trinity, I called my publicist and I was like, I want his trainer. And you're like, he looks hot. I want to. Yeah. So be, now his trainer has been my trainer for a lot, the longest time. We're best of friends. And I've, I've always tried to get to Ryan somehow. I know he lives here. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll ask my publicist today if they can just randomly hit up Ryan and invite him to the show. That'd be kind of fun. I, th- I mean, AJ. I, I don't know. I mean, look, hey, 
I literally reached out the day before to get Annie Murphy to yeah. come, and it all worked out. Yeah. But she already had tickets. I highly doubt Ryan has tickets <laughs> to the show right now. Well, maybe Blake, maybe his wife Blake, does. I know, is a big fan. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, now you got me wondering. Now you got me. Oh, my God, you guys. Can't... Do you know Ryan? I don't. Okay. But I know... Like I, I, I know his publicist. Oh my god, I know his, I have his publicist number. Here we go. Ah! I'm gonna text her. Oh my god. Oh my god, we're making it happen. It I is am obsessed, uh, and I can't believe all the fun things we found out about you today. I love it, AJ. You made a childhood dream come true for me, and we all love you so much. Thank you. And everybody, check where the Backstreet Boys are playing near you. Yes. Christmas show. Uh, we have a Christmas album coming out this year, our first one ever. Hopefully doing some Christmas radio shows as well as uh, go stream or download Smoke. It's out now. Thank you so much to everyone for all the love and support for each of us outside of the group. It's overwhelming and it's, it's I'm beyond grateful and thank you. And album coming soon. And uh, thank you for having me on the show. Thank this you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 